Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Thanks for joining us for the AccuWeather podcast, Everything Under the Sun. We all recognize the stress that severe weather can cause on people impacted by the storms. But today we're talking about some of the mental health impacts experienced by those who forecast it. I'm joined in the studio by meteorologist Becky DePodwin, and she's going to be talking to me about mental health and forecasting. Thanks for coming in today, Becky. I appreciate you taking some time to talk about this subject. I think it's pretty important. It's really important, and I'm just so glad to see so many different societies and people in this podcast um, placing emphasis on it. Right, and I think it's great because we were talking before you came in, and you know, you did a uh, talk at the AMS conference this year about this, correct? Uh, like a presentation yes, about that? Yes, it was a panel session. Um, oh, okay. And I spoke last year at the National Weather Association conference to the students there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've talked about it in a couple of different conferences as well, um, mainly to, to students, mainly to the, the younger crowd, because they really need to hear some of the things that, that we're talking about. Right. Well, tell me what, what made you decide to focus on weather and mental health as a topic? Well, <laughs> so this is obviously, it's a personal topic for me. I don't think you really dive into a, a topic like mental health unless it's personal. Um, and so really, it stems from my own struggles with depression um, that really came to a head when I was doing shift work. Um, Oh, I can imagine. So sleep deprivation uh, can have a significant impact on both your physical health and your mental health. And I I struggled a lot. Um, And it was really a wake up call um, of of how this lifestyle that we, you know, we choose, we're meteorologists, we go into this field because we love it, because we're passionate about it. But we also have to understand like weather happens 24 seven, there are going to be disasters, major weather events that happen, and we have to be there doing our job getting life-saving information out to people. Um, and that takes its toll. So there's the shift work aspect, the sleep deprivation a- aspect. There's also the aspect that we are forecasting disasters. Right. I mean, we're in the midst of Hurricane Dorian coverage, and we have been for, gosh, over like a week and a half now. So with Dorian, for example, you know, like just paint a picture for the listener of what it's like here on the floor forecasting something that's such a long-term storm. Right. So it, the level of activity really increases over time. You start to, the storm first first develops and we're like, all right, going to keep an eye on this. And then as it gets closer to land and we start to get a, a clearer picture of what the storm is going to do, you can just sort of sense the tension in the room, just the, the level of activity rises. Um, we have um, two or three times a day, we have what we call map discussions. Mm-hmm. Those can get kind of heated. <laughs> right, because not everybody, and, and that's one thing, is is people are kind of sparring on their ideas on where the right. storm's going to go as anxiety is rising right. and everybody wants to get it right. Right. And we're, you know, we're looking at the latest data coming in and we're starting to realize like this is going to have a significant impact. People's lives are going to be, you know, severely altered. There could be loss of life, a lot of damage. And so we don't, we don't take that lightly. So a lot of the decisions that get made and you can just see, you can see the concern on people's faces. You can see them struggle to to grapple with putting this kind of forecast out. I, I'll never forget, I'm going to jump from Dorian to Harvey, I'll never forget the discussion that went around 
putting, I think it was initially 40 inches of rain on the map. And it, people were like, we can't, this is How can we say that? I remember that. Yeah. And it was just, it was such a tense moment. And then we ended up going to 60 inches right. eventually. And that verified. And it's just, it's kind of, it, it's mind boggling. And it's decisions that we don't take lightly. It's decisions that are difficult to make. Um, but thankfully, you know, it's, it's a great team. Everyone works very well together. There's different roles. Everyone knows what their piece in the puzzle is. Um, but it's, it's, it's difficult and there is a lot of tension. Right. Um, and a lot of stress when it comes to forecasting major weather events like hurricanes, like Dorian. And it, it just lasts a really long time. I it just know. seems like it never ends. Goes on forever. And it's the stress of the whole time wanting yeah. to get it right. It's like right. test anxiety. I mean, <laughs> you want to get it right, but it's a test that may last for like a week. Right. You know, that's, that's so. a good comparison. <laughs> so we, I mean, we have this whole buildup, particularly with hurricanes. I think they're probably one of the more draining. I mean, severe weather is a whole different ballgame, but with, with hurricanes, it's this lead up and we see it coming from so far out. And then we, we see the damage unfold. We see the people's lives being completely, you know, up, upheaval. That people have have died from this, and that's how do you how do you resolve that in yourself? That like this is the thing that we are most passionate about in our lives is the weather, and then it has these devastating impacts, and we know exactly what's going to happen for mm-hmm. the most part. We know it's going to have these impacts, and we we're powerless to stop it. Right. Uh, so there's there's that aspect. There's some form of of what we call vicarious trauma that's associated with that. And the other aspect that I've, I've worked with some people in the National Weather Service on this is uh, they go out and do damage surveys, particularly mm-hmm. after tornadoes. They're not trained for that. They're, they're scientists. Because that's traumatic. It Extremely. really is traumatic. You, you don't consider that. They're just out no. and you think, oh, well, they're going out. They're just checking and assessing the damage and seeing what category it was. But to think about, well, they're actually out there possibly meeting some folks oh, yeah. that had their home destroyed, mm-hmm. you know, so you you really don't think about that when you just hear, oh, they're going out to assess the damage. No, I mean, they're seeing kids' toys strewn about. They're they're smelling things. You, no one talks about the smell after disasters. Mm-hmm. I haven't experienced it personally, but I've heard a lot of people talk about how just it's it's haunting, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, they're talking to people, they're hearing the stories of what it was like to be in the shelter when the tornado was passing over, seeing their, their homes and belongings just strewn everywhere. That's a really hard thing to get your head around. And at the end of the day, like we're, we're meteorologists. Mm-hmm. There's not training for this. There's not training on how to talk to people when they've lost everything. There's not training on how to handle it yourself. Um, and so it's just, it's, there's so many different aspects of, of weather and meteorology that tie back into the mental health aspect that it's only, we're only just beginning to talk about it. Right. Now, when you, cause you said you had, you know, your own struggle with it. So initially, did you like start talking to maybe some of your colleagues about it and to, like, did you start to find any comfort among your colleagues or even recognize that maybe some of them were dealing with it or anything? Like, what was it like for you? <laughs> um, so the interesting thing is that I, I started first talking about it on social media for whatever oh, okay. reason that was, it feels like maybe a safe place because you can kind of put it out right, there. And- right. Which is kind of what I did. And I was shocked at the reaction and everyone's like, wow. Yeah, me too. And wow. as soon as like one or two people started saying like, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm going through. So many other people were like, yeah, no, that's same for me. I also struggle with these feelings. I have anxiety when I see you know, severe weather happening. Um, and it, it really just kind of opened a floodgate as soon as a handful of people 
were really vulnerable and honest about what they were going through, mm-hmm. which it's been it's been really cool to see. Do you think, unfortunately, there's still a certain amount of stigma that people don't come out and say it? And then finally, when someone like you says it, then they're like, oh, thank goodness, somebody said it first. So now I can say something about it. Yeah, there is certainly a stigma. I would I would say it's less than what it was even, you know, a year, two mm-hmm. years ago. Um, but particularly in this field, and I was actually just talking about this yesterday with the the panel that's coming up next week, it, there's this sort of cowboy mentality, I guess mm-hmm. you could say, when you're when you're in the midst of severe weather coverage, like you want to be there, you don't want to walk away for a second, you don't want to miss anything, but then you're also placing an incredible amount of strain on yourself. Are you drinking enough water? Are you getting up to go to the bathroom? You know, are you counting on your team to to be there for you in this situation? And so many times it's like, no, we can't. We have to be there on all the time, you know, doing this. It's almost like you all put yourself up. It's almost like the bar keeps getting raised by the next person. Like the next person's still in there. They're still right. forecasting. They're still getting tweeting out information. And, and like, so it almost creates like a, a competition of staying in the game right. of sorts. It is. And the, right. unfortunately, it's the whole self care aspect just gets thrown mm. by the wayside and you, you lose sight of, first off, if you're not, physically and mentally, you know, well and 100% there, you're not going to be performing your best. So that's why it's so, it's so important to take care of yourselves in in these stressful situations when we're doing severe weather coverage, because it's so easy to get drained. There's a phrase called cumulative stress, which I think we're all experiencing with Torian right now. Right. Especially, I think people don't recognize there are people who are here for like 15, 16 hours. You know, like there are people in AccuWeather in the building who are just working like round the clock. Right. Through these kind of events. And and usually it's it's by their own choice. I mean, sometimes it's, you know, they, they need to. But a lot of times it's so hard to tear yourself away. Right. Uh, because you want to know what's going on. You want to stay up to date. You want to be helping and making a difference. Um, but it, it, that's not healthy. No, it's not. And, and we had that, you know, I remember having it in the weather industry. Before that, I did television. And when there, you know, like local television, when there would be a big story, um, staying on the site, staying on the scene, keeping making, you know, you're making phone calls, you're doing things. And I remember doing that same thing where you're not necessarily required there. You just don't pull yourself away, but you don't realize the toll that it's taking on you. Right. And sometimes you don't realize it until you have stepped away and everything just hits you like a wall. Mm -hmm. I've had that happen before, Um, particularly when I was a storm warning meteorologist out in our Wichita office. We would work through severe weather events and, you know, it'd be 10, 12 hour days and you would go home and just utterly drained, completely drained. No, you can't even like process your thoughts at that point. And there is so much to process. You know, you've mm-hmm. been issuing these warnings. You've been talking to clients, helping them get through the day. You're seeing the coverage. You're seeing the damage happening. And the, it's just, it's so much to process. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's so hard to even know how to begin to process that. Right. Which I- is why therapy honestly is yeah. so helpful it's helpful for a number of reasons but particularly in our field to help kind of unpack all of the emotions that come with you know working and covering and seeing severe weather events and disasters well and i think it's you know someone like you who i i know well from working here the the gift of empathy that you have for the clients but then you kind of feel guilty about that. You know what I mean? There's kind of a combination because you you do have that empathy for the people that you're watching um, 
that you know are going through it. You know, I remember when uh, Hurricane Michael was coming in and, and looking at the eyewall coming on to Mexico Beach and knowing underneath that is mm-hmm. utter devastation, loss of life, loss of homes. And I remember that just hitting me like, this is crazy that we're watching this unfold on the radar. Now, tell me, what do you think, uh, like, do you think this is something we're seriously lacking in this field is like an understanding and maybe a way to move forward in the industry about this? So I think a lot of positive change has happened in the last year or so when we Mm -hmm. are starting to finally place focus and emphasis on the strains of of what we do. Uh, And I, it's going to be hard. I think there's still a lot of work to be done. I think we've really only scratched the surface. But what we've done so far is kind of pull the curtain back and say like, look, we are all experiencing this. And if you say you're not, I don't think that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're slowly getting people to to open up and to talk about it and to realize that it's it's okay to feel anxious, to feel depressed sometimes mm-hmm. when you're you're seeing some of these things. Uh, it's just it's starting to we're starting to normalize it, which is good. And that's the first step, I think. Right. Just um, talking about it with your colleagues and, and right. just that open discussion about it. I think the next step is for organizations, government, like the, the National Weather Service, AccuWeather, all of these kind of leaders in the industry to really start taking steps um, within the organization to, to help the, the shift workers, the people who are on the front lines doing the life-saving work, you know, interacting with the public. Uh, and there is some work being done in that space, which I think is, is so, so valuable, um, you know, bringing in a, a psychologist during these major events to, to have, you know, go and talk to and help them you know, help you work through some things. Right. And, you know, I I thought it was pretty interesting because recently I had a conversation with Travis Herzog. He's the chief meteorologist in uh, KTRK television in Houston. And uh, I think he called himself the reassurer in chief. He talked about like trying because then you're communicating to a public that is, you know, going through all sorts of trauma because he said even after Houston, for like a year, every every storm that had heavy rain, they they mm-hmm. were people were starting yeah. to panic. So then, not only are you kind of handling it yourself, you're trying to figure out what is the best way to move forward to reassure or help the public that I'm serving right in these areas. I mean, it goes back to to empathy. You're also, and a lot of meteorologists do this. They also carry the trauma of the public they serve, particularly if you're going. And seeing them face to face after disasters, you know, looking through the loss that they have suffered. And if you have any, any amount of empathy, that's going to stick with you for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's, I mean, it's, it's why we do what we do, but it, it also takes its toll because we care. We right. care so much about the public that we serve. Right. And in some of these instances, for example, like they're in Houston, you know, Travis, um, that was his home too. So he right. said he would be on the air for like 12, 13, 14 hours. But he had a family who was staying, at, had to leave their home, not knowing, you know, so it's interesting in these local markets, too, where the meteorologists are dealing with that. And then they've got a home and family where there's a whole separate issue going on within a storm. Right. I, that's another aspect to touch on. Like I said, there's, there's just <laughs> there's so, so many much. different different aspects to this. I remember when I was in Wichita, I was working in our office downtown and there was an EF3 tornado that we knew was passing directly over our apartments. And we had pets wow. there. Thankfully, just pets, not just pets, but thankfully we didn't have children there. Right, right. Um, and, you know, everything was mostly fine, but we knew exactly what was happening. We knew exactly where the tornado was and we're just, you're, you're powerless at that point. Yeah. 
Uh, so that's uh, really difficult. Um, and the, the Harvey in, in Houston, I heard so many stories of people mm-hmm. at the National Weather Service at, at stations who, who knew their houses were probably flooding, but mm-hmm. they were doing their duty. They were, you know, performing their job and getting information out. And that's, that's so tough. Yeah, that is tough. Now, what do you, uh, do you have some, what do you hope comes out of some of these panel discussions? Like what would be your home run over time? Good question. Uh, I mean, it's continuing to get people to open up to kind of come face to face with their own struggles uh, and realize that they're not alone. Um, I also hope that it encourages people to to reach out and seek professional help should they need it. I've been going to therapy for five and a half years now, and it's it's one of the best decisions I ever made. And I right. really want to for you. I really want to reduce the stigma around therapy. It's not shameful. It's not anything that it, it makes you a, a weak person. I think it actually takes a great deal of strength to face some of these internal struggles head on and really try and work through them. Right. Um, so that would be, I think, the most ideal thing is to have people know they're not alone and there's resources out there. Right. I think it's very, uh, that's it's admirable of you to step up, to talk about it and shed a light on it. And I'm glad you guys are, you know, doing these discussions and maybe changing the industry moving forward. So thanks for talking to me. I hope so. And thank you for having me on. Thanks for listening. Obviously, this topic has a lot of important components that we'll explore further in upcoming episodes. Be sure to join us here each week. A new episode drops every Thursday. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to subscribe to AccuWeather's Everything Under the Sun, giving you the stories behind the weather and so much more. New episodes every Thursday. Just search for AccuWeather on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or visit AccuWeather.com slash podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 